This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Hey, what do you say we do this? A full hour on a Friday morning. And I've got to think, when you take stock in your life, there are days that you sit there, look in the mirror, and you say, yeah, that's right, this is me. Well, you know what? When you get 84 degrees and on a cloud in the sky as today is supposed to be, Al Dukes is going to look across the street, see the ocean, and say, look at me. Al, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, That normally would be true, but last night, what showed up on my doorstep? but my new Dyson vacuum cleaner. Nice. So if you're wondering, does Al have big weekend plans? Yes, I do. What do those include? Vacuuming, Jerry. With all of I thought your place is 900 square feet. I wish it was 900 square feet, Jerry. I think it's a little bit under that, but it's still, it takes a lot when you have- um, (laughs) Like a uh, half hour. (laughs) Not carpeting. And a dog and uh, hay- and hair from the girlfriend hair and dog hair. Did you open the box yet? No, I got it last okay. night. I, oh, this morning, right before the show, I opened all the attachments. Awesome. I'm telling you, man, you're going to so love this excited. thing. Uh, you so excited. You should be. So excited, Jerry. I'm, I'm going to be s- sucking all weekend. It sucks. Hey, you suck as much as you have to. I think Thank it's going to be. I am thrilled that you actually got the Dyson vacuum. Awesome. You're right, though. If, if uh, this takes me more than... Uh, legitimately 15 minutes of vacuum <laughs> i've got problems yes i agree i live in one of those places that, and and i've almost my entire life i've lived in places where i can plug my vacuum into one outlet and not have to switch outlets wow How about yeah. even even in basking ridge even in basking well no but here's the th- was yes bigger. it was yeah. but i feel like i had an extra long cord on my vacuum cleaner oh all right because that was, I liked that. I was there once or twice. That was a very nice condo you had. Very smooth. Yes, it was. And uh, to me, the place looked nice. The interior was nice. You had good space. Now, I haven't seen the new one yet. I will. I'll make a, I will make the drive down sooner All rather right. than later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like that place. The Matawan place, I know what you're talking about. One, no question, I could see that. So maybe I I'll, uh, maybe I'll have a little party here when coronavirus is over. I'll invite you and Eddie. Then I'll feel guilty that I shouldn't invite Gio because he'll feel like he has to come, even though it'll take him 19 hours to get here. Same with Boomer and Bob Dwyer. So well, uh, maybe I'll put the invite out there. I, I also think there's can't a have... way you there's a way you do that though. All right, you invite you, you invite, but you also say, guys, I'm not going to be insulted if you don't want to drive four hours to get here. I understand if yes. you can't make it, but I wanted to extend the invite. I wish I... more people would do that. 
what if I called it a housewarming party? Then they would, even if they don't come, they kind they of send feel like, something. Yeah, they have to send something. I couldn't agree with you more. That's, That's a exactly great idea. what you should do. That's yes. what I'm going to do. Housewarming party. <laughs> Gifts accepted. If you can't make it, here's where I'm registered. And cash is fine. <laughs> and cash would also work. Absolutely. Jerry, very exciting news yesterday. I received a note on, uh, it was either Twitter or Facebook. I think Twitter. A man named Pete in northwest New Jersey. He has a farm up there. He's a listener to the warm-up program. All right. And to Boomer and Geo and all the fine programs at WFAN. He had a has a sheep up there that gave birth to twins, Al and Jerry. Oh, God. <laughs> You're kidding me. We had sheep, baby <laughs> sheep named after us. That's actually kind of cool. And all the right. guy sent me some photos. I'll have to send Why them to Why did you. I get any photos? Well, because you don't accept direct messages on Twitter. Right, that is So true. now I get everyone that wants to contact you, they contact me. Everybody, everyone if that... you need to talk to me, just DM Al. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that wants to talk to Boomer, DMs me. <laughs> How many DMs do you get on a daily basis? Uh, Five? Fifteen? I would say ten. Really? Yeah, like when I wake up in the morning and I go to Twitter, I probably have like five DMs. Wow. And then another five throughout the day. Yeah, and they and they 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 fall into different categories. DMs of things they agree with me that I tweet that they're afraid to respond to. Okay. Can you tell Boomer this? Right, can you tell that. Jerry this? Huh. Can you tell Geo this? <laughs> Here's a story for the podcast. No, I like those because those are usually yeah. Th- those are on point. Those are on point, Jerry. Yes. So uh, I also have realized that everything. Everything that seems good and something that would work always turns into a scam. What do you mean? So I have I have a television set here that's older, but it's you know it's an HD flat screen. It's older. I don't want it. I'm giving it away. So I go to uh, Facebook Marketplace. Right. And the same. I have a piano at Gina's house that I'm selling also. Okay, but you're giving away the TV. Not I'm giving selling. away the TV. Okay. I just want someone to take it. I hate throwing things out that still work. Why don't you bring it to... Um... Okay, go ahead. Then continue. I'll, I'll do that in a second. Go ahead. Okay. So the minute I post it, I start getting these messages. Is this still available? I'd like this TV. And then the people like live in the Philippines. <laughs> I mean, this is everything's a scam. Why don't you just bring it to the Salvation Army? Because I don't think any... Uh, there's a great place in Asbury Park, uh, a men's home. Okay. That I like to donate to that. Is that where you were planning on moving if you didn't get the place? (laughs) Well, eventually I'll end up there. Alan the Men. Why? Is it an old or is it just a guy's place? No, it's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a home, Jerry, for, it's a, it's a temporary home for troubled men. Oh, okay. If they need a, they need a meal or they need a place to uh, go for the night, they can go here. So I I like to donate to there just because it's it's in my community, Jerry. It's a great idea. And I'm giving back to the community. I didn't want that out there, but if people want to spread the word that I that I do that, I'd be fine. If there you, was you new, are spreading the word, yeah. I mean, if there was happened to be a news article about how I donated there, <laughs> I'd be you're fine asking with it. for it, aren't you? <laughs> if guys are looking for quotes, DM me. I'll put a quote in the newspaper for you. You don't need the credit, but if no, you'd don't like, need it, Jerry. I'm, available. <laughs> I'm not looking for credit, but if no, you, you are, are. if Actually, you're looking, you are. if you're looking for an article about a, a feel good story. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so it's like immediately like the scam, like someone in Mexico wants the TV. Someone in Great Britain wants the TV. Do you remember remember when I tried selling, uh, I had a pickup truck at a Nissan Frontier back in, boy, 2012, I want to say. 
The, remember when I tried selling it online and I yeah. I put it on, I think I put it on Craigslist. You did. And remember I had the one guy that said, I'll buy it, cash, my son's in the military, cash. needs it as soon as he gets back, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I was about to respond and accept and then figure out where we would meet. And I wound up just Googling those exactly what he wrote and it came up as a huge scam right i'm like you gotta be kidding it seemed like such a nice thing right and it was a guy trying to just rob you blind amazing absolutely amazing and they write them so beautifully too yeah i don't and like we're tech savvy jerry we're we're at our top of our game we're looking for trouble we're looking for scams Uh, you're right because i don't trust anything like how do old people not get scammed on everything they do I really believe they do. Good Lord. I mean, I think I think when you hear about all these email blackmails, and you know they are, a lot of them are computer generated and they yeah. want their money now and here's where you can send it. I think when you read the articles, they wind up with millions of dollars before they get shut down. And when they get shut down, they're on to their next scam. And they right. usually do target if there's a way to, to decipher who they're going after. I think they usually hit up the older people because they know they're not as quote-unquote savvy. And we're not either, by the way. We're not 25 anymore and ahead of the curve, but we do have a little bit more knowledge or smarts or awareness about what's going on. We grew up in the computer world, uh, Jerry. I had a Commodore 64 when I was a kid. I'm on to these scams. Have you ever gotten one of those emails where you know it's phony, but you want to click on it just to see? Yes. And you don't because if you do, you'll have a worm running through your computer. But it's amazing like how good they look sometimes. Yeah, but they do always have some sort of spelling error somewhere. Like oh yeah, this... oh no, it, it's it's noticeable if you take it if you take a moment to really look at it. That is true. Hmm. Jerry, is uh, true. you know, you and I have talked about why I don't have children in the past. <laughs> yes, you never found a woman until later in life. That's that wanted not to have true, one with you. Jerry. <laughs> it's because I wouldn't. I would fear that my child would grow up. And you don't be, want the responsibility. I don't I want the responsibility. I'm afraid my child would grow up a murderer. A yes. mugger, something. Well, you have no faith in yourself, basically. I, I have no faith, not in myself, Jerry, in the human beings. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, his son yesterday was arrested, accused of stabbing a neighbor many times. Although he must not be very good at it, the guy, the guy drove himself to the hospital with non-threatening injuries. What was? I only saw the headline here because the the four o'clock hour ran away from me very quickly. What was the reasoning for this? Uh, some sort of uh, fight. <laughs> some sort of knife I, fight, Jerry. I figured they were disagreeing oh, about There something. was some sort of disagreement that involved a knife fight. <laughs> but I was wondering if there was more to the story. <laughs> I love how in the middle of the article, and this was something that I, I wanted to know, they go, uh, his son is six foot seven. I'm sure. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was seven feet, wasn't he? Six ten, something like that? So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has this tremendous career. He's in movies, the the great movie Airplane he was in. He's the great uh, movie Airplane, yes. One of the greatest NBA players of all time. Jabbar was 7'2". Seven, 7'2". Two. Seven two. And here he has a son. You'd think, you'd think the world would be handed to you being, I would love to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's I, son. Here's, Six here's, foot seven. This is a general statement, and it's okay. probably not fair to place all entertainers in this in this boat be in the same boat because I think they're all different obviously but it doesn't surprise me when someone who has lived on the road as a professional all their life that really wasn't around to help parent 
it doesn't surprise me to hear stories like this. Yeah. Because I think what you're talking about on one hand, about being worried about raising someone that would do something like this, and someone who's never really been around, and it's, listen, great job, great money, all of that, but I do believe there's a difference when you're around often. You have a different relationship with your kids, I would think. And I'm not saying all of them. I think like one, like LeBron James, for instance, appears to have an amazing relationship with his kids. It seems like when he's home, he's home. I think there are other guys, and I don't know what Jabbar was like. I have no idea. But I think there are a lot of entertainers that are on the road so much because of work. It's hard to have that type of relationship. You're always distant. So you really don't know what the hell's going on in your kid's life, I would think. So I, sadly, it doesn't really surprise me too much when things like this happen. Police said they were able to identify Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son because the stabbing was skyhook style. He went over the over you're, the top. You're, you're kidding me, right? Over the top, Jerry, and hit him. Non-life-threatening, though, so we can make jokes. So we can joke. <laughs> okay. The guy drove himself to the hospital. It was a small, minor altercation with multiple stab wounds, but there's everyone's a, good. You know what's amazing about this? I put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar into Google and hit mm-hmm. news. I can't find one story on this. <laughs> TMZ, Jerry. That's where I get all of my news from. This all is my hard-hitting news. Yeah, but how it, does it not show up? It probably just broke overnight. Kareem okay. Abdul-Jabbar's son arrested, accused of stabbing neighbor. Wow. That is bizarre, though. But you would think Google would have it. Google has everything. Imagine, like, these neighbors were probably so excited. Did you know who moved in? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son. And then all I of a sudden he's stabbing anymore. you. Yeah, there it is. I just found it. Okay. Well. Six that foot does not seven. look like a great, uh, like a great story. Like okay. if I would, if, if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son moved in next door to me here, I'd be like, casually dropping it. Oh, did you just move here? Yes, I live in the building where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son lives. <laughs> You're such a fool. So, <laughs> so Kareem is seventy-three. His son is oh. twenty-eight. What? Yeah. Hmm. I'm telling you right now. Let me do the math on that one. So it's what 40, uh, 45 years. So he was forty-five years old when he. Uh, means there's still time for you. You know that? There really is. Oh, yes, Jerry. Science is amazing. I don't even know if my, my boys can swim, as they say. <laughs> you still have never had that tested, have you? No. I'm oh. curious. Like, I, I would like to know my sperm count. Well, why don't you get it checked? Because the doctor thing. would be like, what are you getting this check for? And I go, just curious? That seems strange. <laughs> because you're interested in still having children. Oh, I'm really and not, you though. because I'll... you can. I'll have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son, and then I'll be stabbing someone. I built this life, my radio career, my legendary radio career, and now my son is stabbing a neighbor. Okay. 517 coming up on 518 on the van. I would have my sperm frozen. Well, okay. That's another way you could do it. Um, Yeah. Boomer and Geo coming up at 6, so don't go away. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. Yeah, we are aligned with the times. Contact-free delivery. Uh, yeah. One thing, real, uh, real quick, because we don't need to have a big discussion. We're not Evan, uh, and I don't want to do that. But I did watch the first episode of the Ulysses S. Grant documentary on uh, History Channel last night. I just Here's my one question to you. I find it hard getting from place to place, even with Google Maps sometimes. Yeah. Explain to me how in the hell on a horse and a piece of paper they got from town to town to town through the woods and got to their destinations to fight the next battle. It is unbelievable. And I know their recreations and everything is very well done, by the way. It's amazing to me how they found anywhere. And they were able to travel the way they did. I think they followed the moon and the sun. 
I, stars. I, I guess. I mean, think of how primitive it was. Just like I don't know. I'm, again, I know it's recreated, but you're you're looking at this like like what are you writing to? Yeah, same with uh, when they when they came over God. on boats. Right, that's another thing. But at least with the boat, if you had a compass, you kind of knew you were going east. Well, I suppose, just take the boat yeah. east. Maybe I they guess had a compass you... for their horse. I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just seems so ridiculous. But yeah. I did find it interesting. Hmm. All right. Burr, Ulysses burr. S. Grant uh, documentary on... On History Channel. History Channel. You and Evan watched that. I'm in, yeah, I'm in on it now. I got through the first episode, and the, the first half hour, a little tough to get through, but then it really started to pick up. I'm into it. Pretty good, actually. All right. What was he famous for? Uh, beating the Confederacy. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, Jerry. <laughs> Say no more. No spoilers. <laughs> Let's not spoil it if anyone hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say any more, Jerry. <laughs> what the else one happened? series Boomer hasn't seen yet. <laughs> he sees a lot of series. He's always recommending shows to me, but it's too many. I, I can't keep up. Yes, and sometimes he likes series with subtitles. Yeah. I, I'm out on those. Those drive me crazy. Same here. I'm like, I'm not going to read. I want to relax. <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> All right, what? Huh? All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Crazy story out of uh, St. John's University, Jerry. Oh, God. This is not crazy. This is terrible. Oh, terrible boy. story. St. John's has fired assistant fencing coach Boris Vaxman after a racist video leaks. Now, I read the contents of this racist video. I'm not even comfortable reading the contents no, I, to you as a either. news story. I wouldn't read it either. It's, no. If you just Google it and yes. Google it. But I, a couple things came to mind. One, imagine you've finally got yourself a assistant fencing coaching job yes. and then you ruined it you dope who else, like we're we talk about sometimes like you know we've worked in radio 30 years like what else are we qualified to do this yeah. guy's a fencing coach <laughs> he's not getting a fencing job anywhere now <laughs> no he better start a landscaping company or something you can't or go, go buy on a pizza place you can't go on indeed.com and see uh, just send me all the mm -hmm. fencing uh all the fencing want ads. No, and, and plus, no one's no one's hiring you. Like, he's really when you when you make statements like this. Yeah. No, you are not hireable. No matter you, how good of a fencing coach you are, I don't care what you you go installing air conditioners. You're not hireable. What do you think, a uh, assistant, not the head fencing coach? What do you hmm. think an assistant fencing coach at St. John's makes? I don't have the answer. I'm just curious. Thirty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> Come on. Where's the guy living? I don't. You asked me, an assistant coach. I don't know. It's fencing. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't generate any revenue. I wouldn't think. Like last time I checked, when you looked at a fencing match in college, yeah. they're not packing the gym for that, are they? Fencing? No. Because because this is the conversation a lot of people will have about college athletics and athletes being paid. If you're going to pay one, you really need to pay all of them. The problem is none of them generate any revenue. Football does, men's basketball does, women's basketball to a certain extent does. After that, none of these sports make money. Fencing, they just don't. Fencing really had an opportunity during coronavirus. If they would have come back first, Jerry, we would all be watching fencing. No, you wouldn't. Betting on it. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> they have you that in the have. Olympics, right? Fencing? Uh, probably. I mean, that's what they're curling. They probably have fencing, too. I, yeah. I, I don't like the Olympics. I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't like it. I like the hockey when it's around. I don't mind the basketball. 
but I'm like a traditional sports guy. I'm not interested in all these other – I don't care for running, you know. <laughs> um, okay, if they have fencing in the Olympics, cool. So if we know the big four sports is football, baseball, basketball, hockey, is fencing fifth? <laughs> You're such a jackass. <laughs> I don't think fencing makes the top ten. Wow. Fencing, you're not even top ten. Well, you got golf, you got tennis. We're already at six. I think MMA has passed it now at seven. Oh, for sure. You've got boxing, eight. I think skiing is probably ahead of... Skiing? Yeah. Okay. Professional. That's a, That's an Olympic sport. So you're not is even not? top ten fencing. I, I don't think so. I think cricket is probably ahead of fencing. Oh, for sure. Okay, well, there's nine. Lacrosse. Yep. Ten. Soccer. You're not even top. You got soccer at 11? Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. I'm just mentioning what's ahead of oh, it. Soccer right now could be five. Fencing. I don't know. Yes. I think I it no is. Idea. I think soccer is five. I'm going to give soccer five. And we're not disrespecting sports. the fencing community. I am. God bless you. Go do it. But I don't. In popularity? Yeah. Maybe so, it breaks the top 15. So big scandal in fencing today, Volleyball. Gary. All of the fencing podcasts will be discussing this today. The St. John's firing. How many listeners do you think of fencing podcast guys? <laughs> Just the guys on the actual fencing team. <laughs> I'm sure it actually does well in that community. We're kind of making fun of it. But there are people fencing. that love it. Yeah. And good for them. Hey, good it's for good, you. Good for you. You're <laughs> a fencer. Again. <laughs> You're I don't fencing. The fe- the, what I don't understand is the sword is – what, like, what are you stabbing? Well, you got like – there's a ball on the end of the sword. There's like a metal ball, so you're not going to penetrate the skin. But you're also wearing an alpha boy. We're two idiots right Yeah, you're, you're wearing a fencing outfit. <laughs> a protective and a fencing, outfit. And a fencing face. So we always talk about you never know who you're fighting with. Yeah. If you're in a bar, guy could be an MMA guy that'll right. just you know knock your block off, and he'll be five foot three, 135 pounds, and basically destroy you in 30 seconds. You never know. Could be a fencer. Could whip right. out that sword on you. Not only and that, like ball your let, face. Let's say you're in a bar. You're being a wise ass, right? You're drunk. You have a couple drinks in you. You're being a wise ass to this guy who looks like uh looks like you could take him. But he's a fencer. He grabs the pool stick. Yes, and <laughs> smacks your face around and just whoops your ass. And he gets into that like he's in the bar. But he gets into that fencing stance, and you're like, oh, no, I picked a fight with a fencer, and he's got a pool stick. Can I tell you, did you read, I just read more of this story as we're talking the about it. The fencing story? Do you know where he made the remarks? No. During a youth coaching session. Oh, all righty. Oh, my God, this gets worse. What? Good I didn't Lord. think it could be worse. Yeah, these are terrible remarks, by the way. Jer- they're so shocking, Jerry and I can't even no, read they're, them here. I mean, these are, like I said, I don't think this guy is hireable any longer. Th- and you're these telling are horrendous. me he made this to a youth fencing camp? That's what the Yahoo Sports article, oh my goodness. that's what that says. And I mean, you would it, think sending your young boys to fencing camp would be safe. Not today, Jerry. Not listening to this jackass. Not in today's day and age. God almighty. Okay. Jerry, a 97-year-old man in New Jersey passed away and left behind what they're calling a Trevor Trove of signed baseball a cards. What trove? Trevor. <laughs> treasure. Tre- treasure. Treasure. What did I say? Trevor Trevor. Trevor Trove. Trevor Trove. I don't know who he is. <laughs> He's a big in the fencing community. You, I wouldn't expect you to know him, Eddie. You're not sophisticated enough. So a 97-year-old New Jersey man left behind a treasure treasure trove. Jesus, God. Wow. <laughs> 
tongue tied much? <laughs> Not so easy. He has six Did dog hair down your throat. You all right? <laughs> yeah, gotta get that vacuum cleaner ready. <laughs> he has this. This collection, Jerry, includes six cards that this ninety-seven-year-old fella got signed by Babe Ruth. All right, but here's what I need to know: How do we know that? Like it's all right. He's ninety-seven. Fair enough. Well, so he's just passed. But uh, uh, no, no, no. no yeah. I know. My point is: so he's got ninety-seven years. My math is right. He was born in nineteen twenty-three. Okay. okay, so as a kid, it is absolutely conceivable that he had baseball cards of Babe Ruth, who played right. into the nineteen thirties. All good. I get that. How do we know Babe Ruth really signed these cards and not his father? I don't mean Babe Ruth's father. I mean the guy's father. Um, uh, this is they, they're calling it the Uncle Jimmy collection, Jerry. But, but, how, but how do you? I don't. I just don't know how you make sure that what you're getting is real. The card in and of itself is worth a lot, but the yeah. problem is if some Tom Dick or Harry actually signed it, doesn't that ruin the value of the card? Then yeah, I don't know how they're proving it. But I want uh, a certificate of authenticity. Jim, they say it, uh, that he's got cards in Jim Min 10 condition, Jerry. Really? You could put it on FlexPay. How is there a card from the 1930s that's still in mint condition? Jim Min 10. How is that possible? Uh, Would he iron them? He just kept them in his uh, Uncle Jimmy, 97 years old. Kept them in his uh, in his basement or... Yeah, because not musty or damp down there. They're going to stay perfect. This, by I, the way, is no what sense. we... What we all thought we were going to do. Yes. We I was all hoping... thought when we turned 97, we would be turning over these, I've got six. Ken Griffey Jr. cards. <laughs> yeah. You've got pages and pages of Ken Griffey Jr. I cards. I do. I still do, yeah. I still Gary Sheffield cards. Yeah. Mark McGuire. I remember that Mark McGuire USA card that when I got it was worth hundreds of dollars. It might be worth five bucks now. We all thought we were going to have the Uncle Jimmy collection. All right. Loaded up on Greg Jeffries cards. <laughs> And here's the best part. It wasn't even Tops or Flair or Donruss. It was Score. Score. You were like, these are going to be the new big ones. I score. did. I thought because I liked the design of the cards. I thought they were. The ones that that have actually, you know, I guess I'm not going to say maintain their value, but I have not completely crashed, are the Griffey ones because he has turned out to be a clean, just amazing athlete who did amazing things on the field. So his, at least his persona is still, and his reputation is still intact. So I have a lot of those. Everything else I have is worthless. Yeah. Absolutely worthless. I know it sucks. It does. But we all thought we were going to go into retirement with our Ken Griffey Jr. cards, our Mark McGuire cards, our Jose Canseco rookie cards. I had those too. I was hoping my dad, when I turned 18, was going to give me a, like a shoebox full of cards from the right. 50s. He didn't. He traded well, them all. Not only that, our dad's parents, they when our dads went off to the military, which all, many of them did, yeah. the parents gave everything away to the neighbor kids. Yeah. That's what happened to my, my dad's stuff. I believe my it. My dad went into the Air Force. He came home. He's like, where are all my Jim Min 10 condition uh, comic books? Gone. They're gone. He brought, gave them to the kid down the street. Gone. Gave them to the kid down the street. That was my retirement. Yeah, well, not anymore. You have to work, you lazy SOB. Uh, you know, when we were kids, too, we went out and we got the plastic, you know, coverings, the yeah. pages. I yes. don't know if you've – do you still have cards? Because I still have books of them, believe it or not. I have uh, – I don't have any in book form. I have them in a big cardboard box. Okay. Well, I still have them in the book – in the binder form. And I have them in the nine-sheet pages, you know, where the nine cards go in. Yes. They stick to the plastic. Right. 
Yep. So even that ruined them. Yeah. It's like when, when you would ha- have the old photo books, you'd put your pictures in under the plastic thing, and then yes. years later, you're right. You have all these Ken Griffey Jr. cards useless now because of the packaging it's in. Yeah. If useless. You, uh, Jerry, if you put them in the freezer and then take them out uh, after you take them out of the freezer, it should not. They Who should said that? Out. Me, I'm saying. No, no, I'm saying. Oh, you know that yourself. No kidding. Is that true? It, it, it causes true separation. Story. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll it should make them come out without ripping off the look at uh, Eddie photograph. You know what? I'm as much as they might not be worth anything, they still do represent my childhood love of baseball. Yes. <laughs> and I would like to keep want. them. Yeah. Try as that. I get older. Just put one in and try it, and but leave it in there for like a day, and then see what happens. I will do that. Matter of fact, if I remember after the show, I will take a page out of one of the books and I will have a little experiment today. That'd be great. Uh, Jerry puts all his cards in the freezer. They get freezer burn and they're ruined. <laughs> well, you put garbage in the freezer. <laughs> I'll put baseball cards in the freezer. Two yeah. losers at and, five to, from five to six. And make sure you try you take them out as soon as you uh, you try to remove them. As soon as you take it out of the freezer, or else it will get like condensate and water, oh, and that'll ruin it. So no, no, I get that. Sure, okay, I will give that a try. Why not? You'll go to try to sell your collection years from now. They'll be like, were these cards in the freezer? <laughs> these are not what do you Gem think? Min 10. Do, it, try with the, uh, start with the Greg Jeffries collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't put the Griffies in there. No, I'm not going to put the Griffies in there. I also loaded up because I love Daryl Strawberry uh, on him. Him and Doc Gooden. I had a whole bunch of those cards. So I think I've since gotten rid of the Doc cards, but I kept the Strawberry ones. Not that they're worth anything, but I did keep those. There is so. a great uh, documentary on Netflix that you and I had talked about, about uh, this guy who had saved all these tops cards from when he was a kid and thought he was going to sell them for big money and realized that even like the Griffies, Nothing. that they made so many yeah. of them. And that was the problem with our whole childhood. Yes. Everything. Star Wars figures, they're all useless because they mass... We grew up, Jerry, in an age of mass production, and they I ruined thought, everything. It's funny. I know we got to take a break, but I know you mentioned the Star Wars, and it's funny because, to me, I thought Star Wars had like this amazing following, and it, and it does. And so, as I was cleaning out the basement about two months ago, I came across all these Star Wars figures... That my kids, A, barely opened. I mean, never played with because my kids aren't. We just never watched Star Wars in the house. Yeah. So they didn't really know what they were. So when they got them, they played with them briefly, and then they were, that was it. And they, when I tell you mint condition, they are in perfect condition. So I put together a little thing where I had C-3PO and R2-D2 <laughs> and Chewbacca and Luke Skywalker. You and- made a diorama? <laughs> no. So I put them together, and I was trying to sell them as a group of figures yeah. for $5. Yeah. Five bucks, not 50 bucks, not $500, $5. I got zero offers on those Star Wars little figurines. Yeah. Nothing. No yep. one. The only ones that are worth anything, there's like a Boba Fett where when it first came out, it shot a rocket out of his back and it was choking kids. So they had to, they had to get away, get rid of it. And so get they didn't make Boba many Fett. of them. They didn't make many of them. Right. There's a, there's a Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber that was also choking children. That uh, is worth something. There's some sort of Yoda with a snake that is different than the other yeah. snakes. But that's I had Yoda it. in my collection, too. No one wanted them. You the know Yoda who would uh, love those? I don't know if he'd be willing to pay You? Them. No, Bob Dwyer. Oh, what are no, you? He, no, I, no, I'll he, give them to him. I'm not going to sleep. He wants wrestling figures. No, also, he's uh, into with the Star Wars, as are his children. Oh, is that then right? I will, you know what? I will be happy to send them to Bob because I don't want to throw them out, and I wasn't just going to give them away. I'll be happy to give them to Bob, though, because I know I'll be happy to fine. sell mine to Bob. I'm not... <laughs> 
I didn't collect these well, as a kid. Well, you want to sell everything. I didn't collect these as a kid you know, to give them away, well, Jerry. And yet you give away $1,000 worth of furniture. You're ahead of me, Eddie. That's exactly what I was going to say. Perhaps if you didn't give away $2,500 worth of furniture for five fifty, you wouldn't be trying to nickel and dime us for a figurine. 538 on the fan. Uh, and coming up at 6 o'clock, Boomer and Geo, a fun Friday show. Don't go away. Coming right back. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. All right, quarter to six on a Friday morning. Al and Jerry with you until Boomer and Geo uh, at six o'clock. What else you got, Al? There is a uh, new Twitter feature, Jerry. Is my music still playing? Oh, yeah, it is. I think you need to explain this one to me because I did see this, and I don't necessarily know I understand exactly what it means. Uh, their uh, Twitter is going to roll out a new feature that before you go to post an article, be it sports or politics, whatever it is, Jerry, before you go to share an article on Twitter, it's going to prompt you and say, did you read the full article? Do you know what you are sharing? Hmm, you know who could use that? Hmm. I'll use. <laughs> is that a safeguard for content I that they find not I, allowable? I think it's a safeguard for um, just not putting – Posting things based on headlines, but whether the article I'll use actually says what's in the actual headline. Right. So have I they think seen they... your show sheets? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, like at night, Jerry, I put together a, a, a smaller version of the show sheet because there's not as much on there yet, right? And I'll and I don't I don't I, if it just even looks somewhat interesting at night, I put it on the list, right? And then in the morning. I add to the list, and then my last step is I'll I'll go through the actual articles themselves. And I, I, so many times I'm so disappointed. I look at the article, and I'm like, oh, I got to delete this, this stupid topic because this has nothing to do with the headline that I put on the show sheet. Yeah. I so, believe it because how many times have we sat there and said, you know, you read this headline and you think, wow, look at this article. Then you read the article, and it's a bunch of nonsense. And you find it a lot more when you're going through sound that sometimes things in print always, always are, are they look like a big headline in print, and then when you go back and listen to the sound of where it came from, it is completely unfair. Numerous times, I can't give you a percentage, but I would say more than fifty percent of the time, when there is a controversial um, comment or quote from a player, it is incredibly unfair how the quote is perceived and written because, and again, I, mean, I, hate, I hate to keep bringing it up, but it comes back to even the breeze thing from last week. Everything else gets ignored except for say four words and everything around those words. And it's like, you got to write the whole story. And I'm not saying all writers, cause there's some really good writers out there, but boy, oh boy, some of them are. And that's why, that's why athletes get so upset with the media in a lot of cases. Because they're like, you made me look like a jackass with that comment. Well, what about the other 12 comments I made that were so, you know, honorable, if you will? It's like, it's just not, it's not fair. That's why I told you on the podcast yesterday, No Nonsense News Network. We're starting. The No Nonsense News Network run by Jerry Recco. You will go after Rupert Murdoch and uh, <laughs> Is he all still the around? Other, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's... It's a problem. It really is it's a problem, and there's no accountability either. And you know what? We do it. I do it too, but I try and do it for laughs to have fun with the guys. I don't think I do it in a in a mean spirited way. Like when I'll isolate 
comments. It's usually for you know for us to have some fun. It's not mis misrepresenting what they were saying. Right. At least I hope that I don't do it that way. When you're writing an article that's killing a player for saying something, it's like you gotta you gotta say you gotta give everything. Yeah, so for context. I, yeah, I think this is a good feature for Twitter because that there are times when you're like, should I retweet this? Should I tweet this? And you think about it, think about it, and go, yeah, I'm going to do it. This gives you one more are you sure before well, you hit post. I think what you just said is probably what you hear most often. If you're really questioning yourself about anything you're about to tweet, don't do it. Right. Like, what's the point? What Risk-reward. We always talk about that, risk-reward. What's the reward for posting something that might be controversial that you don't have full grasp on? There is none. No reward, Jerry. None. All it is is, you know, the slings and arrows that are going to come your way. And then the whole, you know what, I didn't realize what it said. Well, that's not a defense anymore. Right. So if you've got to think about it, don't do it. Or you can just be like me, shut down Twitter for a while. Shut it down. I think I'm on, today's what, June 12th? Yes, June 12th. May 21st was my last tweet. Is that right? Yeah. So what's that? That's nine. It's been a while. That's like 23 days. I'm trying to go 30 days. A 30-day Twitter cleanse? I am trying to, yes. Okay. Uh, This is a cool story. I think Eddie will find this interesting as well. An ancient megalodon shark tooth was found in South Carolina. What does that mean? Um, What does that mean? It's a giant, it was a giant, like, dinosaur shark that that roamed uh, the earth and went. Yeah. Similar to Great Whites in terms of appearance, but it was at least 50 feet some people say 60 feet some of the larger specimens could have been 60 feet long and they don't uh, swim the oceans anymore well according to the national Enquirer and things like that and other cryptid uh based um <laughs> how about a national news network yeah they uh some people say they still exist really we don't, we don't know what's going on in the in the middle of these no. oceans Did you down see below the, movie, the mag they're still out no, I didn't Megalodon. see it. But that, but that comes to my my point again that I brought up to you in the podcast the other day. Do you have any interest in getting on a boat and being 40 miles offshore? Nope. Because you have no idea what's under there. No idea. And you are helpless if something starts tapping the bottom of the boat. If a megalodon starts attacking your boat, yeah, no, you're, you're screwed. <laughs> it's going to eat the whole boat if it's 60 feet long. Oh, my God. No, I'd be out. That's why only in a cruise ship. It's got to be big enough to take on such species, if you will. They say that when these things were swimming around, South Carolina was underwater. And that's why someone found this tooth. Okay. How much is that tooth worth? It's got to be worth a lot of money, right? It's a very large uh, tooth, so I would say, yeah, they'll get some good money. You might even be able to contact Trevor Trove. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, it's a Trevor Trove of shark teeth. He is interested. I've I've seen that. Trevor Trove? Trevor Trove on Twitter. (laughs) Do you think anybody's made that Twitter name yet? (laughs) At Trevor Trove? Yes. Yeah, I bet you there is a guy named Trevor Trove. And a picture of you looking stupid. <laughs> I mean, it was just a dopey look. Oh. <laughs> we have a Trevor Trove of baseball cards from a 97-year-old man in New Jersey and a oh, Trevor Trove oh. of Megalodon shark teeth. Good Lord. I, I would... F- go ahead. I would... I, the one thing that I have always lived in condos my my entire life, well, other than when well, I was Well, your adult kid. life. Yes. My adult life, right. But... When you have a yard, no matter where you are, you always have a chance of finding a dinosaur bone. 
Not a good chance. You got to dig it up. (laughs) Right. I'm not digging up my backyard. No, but if you were like to go put in, uh, you already have a pool, but let's say you didn't have a pool. You're like, I'm going to put in a pool. I'm going to put an in-ground pool, sure. Yeah. There's a chance you find a Tyrannosaurus Rex bone in your backyard. Or an ancient Indian burial ground. Yes. Which then your pool would be haunted. You're absolutely right. I don't want to know. Or Jimmy Hoff, <laughs> I don't think mob Jimmy hit. Hoff here. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be in the Meadowlands somewhere? Yeah, That's what so they said. One of the end zones. But that was in the old stadium. Speaking right. of that, did, I saw CBS did a story on American Dream. I guess it's ready to open soon. Have you seen what this place looks like now? Now it did open before the coronavirus. But I th- okay, but I think it is one hundred percent open. I don't think it was completely done. I think right. I think parts right. of it were. This whole thing is now done. It looks amazing. It's a giant mall. It's got like roller coasters in it. It's got water slides. It's got a water park. Yeah, I'm not Which I know you're not into. You're not. But if you're interested or looking for something to do, it looks like a very cool experience. Now, I also heard they charge a lot for parking, which kind of sucks. I don't want to go to a mall and have to pay for parking. I'm going to buy stuff. But yeah, I thought that was kind of neat, though, that that's uh, ready to rock. Someplace you'll never see, I'm sure. I like like when you said, well, when I said I'm not going to the water park, you go, well, yeah, they're not aiming the water parks at 50-year-old men. (laughs) No, no, they are, but with kids. (laughs) Oh, with children. Or grandchildren, actually. Grandchildren? Sure. Much too young. You to could have be a grand. You absolutely could be a grandfather. At fifty, yeah, okay, easy, so I, easy. Absolutely. So if I had a kid at twenty, let's do it for easy math. And they had a kid at twenty. You're forty, and your grandchild's ten, <laughs> or even twenty-five and twenty-five. Right. Wow. Like it's not ludicrous. It's actually. I think there's a lot of people that are around fifty that become grandparents. It's not crazy at all. And I just got a dog. I finally feel like I'm sort of being <laughs> a responsible adult. <laughs> we got to take a break. We got a radio.com sports minute uh, from Amy Lawrence. Uh, big quotes from Alex Cora, who as we know was fired oh. uh, by the Red Sox. Well, he's talking now, and Amy takes a look. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple minutes until 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo then. Uh, golf did start yesterday. It was kind of cool. Watch a little bit of that. Watch a lot more this weekend. What else you got there, Al? Jerry, alert Twitter follower and morning show, warm-up uh, show listener Mike Urin. It looks like Urin, but there's no way his name is Mike Urin. <laughs> so I'm going to say Mike Urin. I think that's a good thing. He direct messaged me. He said, good morning, listening to the show. During the pandemic, I went through all my baseball cards. The values have gone back up. Ripken, Ozzie Smith, Jeter, Mariano, also basketball and football cards. Tell Jerry to look up his cards again. Really? But back up that's to what, right. though? I wonder. That's oh, interesting. Through the roof, Jerry. As Where do you even get the value? Remember there used to be the, the yeah. magazine you would buy that would tell you? Yes. They still print that, I guess? I think there are online things. Okay. Just hit Jerry up, direct message him, let him know what his cards are worth. No, or no. you don't have to do that. Jerry, here's a interesting thing. Country band Lady Antebellum. Yes, they're, I saw they're, this. They're very, very popular in the world of country music. Yes. Country it's music a quarter is, after 10, and I need you now, yes. Uh, country <laughs> music is not huge here, but if they play PNC Art Center, it would sell out for sure. Yes, absolutely. Like that's, they're a big band, Lady Antebellum. They have changed their name. Because the word antebellum has links to slavery, they say. What, now what? The name? I don't understand. Well, they, they uh, I had to look this up, and I don't feel like I was fully smart enough to grasp completely. But right. the the term antebellum means occurring before the Civil War, which included the time of slavery. So they don't want their name to be linked with that anymore. 
So they will be now known as Lady A. Okay. You follow? I guess, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things that happened prior to the Civil War. Yes. They were unaware when they named themselves Lady Antebellum of this link. link. But was it com- was it directly linked to? I'm, it just seems I, like I'm actually confused it seems like, listening to you. It seems here is a, the term Antebellum is a term that means occurring before the Civil War. So in that time before the Civil War is when slavery was going on. So they don't want any okay. link. So Lady so A is now what they are. Lady A, they say. This weekend, we've got a ton of New York sports talk from morning till night and beyond. 